Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Chopper Talk. It is summer. I'm wearing my summer shirt and I am, this is my summer vacation. I haven't had a vacation in uh, over six months now, so I'm kind of taking it chill and fun. And that's kind of what I want to do on today's episode. I've got this, uh, no guest today, but since this is the Chopper Talk podcast, I kind of wanted to go through and rank all of the helicopter jobs I uh, have seen and all the helicopter jobs that I know exist so we're going to go through and just rate them and I'm going to talk about them. And if I wanted to do them and I'm going to rate it on a scale like an A, B, C, D, E, no, just A, B, C and D scale um, in quality of jobs that I'd want to do. But uh, something to uh, catch back up on that we talked about, I think two weeks ago, I told you guys that story about that Georgia Blackhawk military crash where there was a Blackhawk crash at 2 a.m. and one guy died and no one else died um, and no one else was injured and we didn't have any information and it was being investigated by uh, the military criminal investigations department. So we got an update to that. And apparently this guy, it was like a suicide mission. He took the helicopter out while everyone else was still sleeping, uh, went and flew and crashed the thing himself Um so that is the update to that story. Pretty wild story. Uh, it, I mean, that just speaks to um, mental health and, you know, I'll say it like everyone else says it, but if you're struggling with mental health, uh, mental health issues, there's resources out there. There's people that you can talk to. Um, and then I don't know how I got down the rabbit hole, but there's been a lot of stories of people jumping out of helicopters, like to kill themselves. The, I mean, there's stories about like, someone went on a helicopter tour and they were up at an altitude and then they jumped out of the helicopter and the pilot was just shocked. And I mean, I could just like imagine myself in that situation, like as the pilot and someone jumps out of my helicopter, you know, they're dead. That's just a super weird situation and something that most people will never experience, hopefully. Um, But yeah, that is the update to that story. But like I said, today we are going to, um, rate helicopter jobs and as i'm uh if you guys listen to the last episode i'm moving and i'm actually taking a vacation i'm going uh back home for a couple weeks i'm still gonna have an episode out every monday um continuing with the guests uh hopefully and some solo episodes but today we're rating helicopter jobs and um the first one i want to talk about is utility uh utility pilots so Utility is a super broad category for helicopter operations. But when I think of utility, I think of mostly like power line stuff, um, you know, uh, utility workers. So a lineman that go up on the side of typically like an MD 500 and the, the pilot is hovering right next to the power lines. And then the linemen are actually getting work done. Uh, and, Other type of utility, you know, this is kind of like a long line vertical reference thing. But if you've ever seen a helicopter with a rope tethered to the bottom of it, and then it's got like a bunch of different uh, saws and they do uh, tree trimming, you know, a long power line. They'll cut the trees. Um, I kind of see those as in the similar category as utility. And for me, utility work is uh, I think I think it would be fun, definitely challenging. Uh, my experience with utility and I mean, I I've never done utility work, but in flight school, we did some long line stuff where, 
you know, we were looking out the helicopter. Uh, you've got your flight controls in your hands, but you're like hanging outside the helicopter and it's hard and it hurts your neck. Um, it's, it's a weird position to try to control the helicopter from. And, you know, I did it when I was sub 200 hours. I experienced that when I had less than 200 hours. So I don't think it was necessarily the best time to really get a full grasp of what I was doing now with the experience I have, I'd have a much better understanding and ability to control the helicopter. So I may be able to do it better now, but utility work I could see myself doing, but it's very hazardous, you know, flying in the wire environment, flying next to power lines, that's dangerous. Um, And wire strikes are, I think the second biggest killer of helicopter pods after an inverted IMC. So just being in that environment is hazardous, but, technically fun and good flying and i'm sure it pays well so for me if i had to put utility on an a through d scale i'd say that's that's like a c plus job for me um i'd want to do it but it's not at the top of my list like i'd like it um but not 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 100 my style of flying um the next one is flight instructing um now there flight instruction is weird because in America, pretty much flight instruction is the gateway. It is the, yeah, the gateway drug to the big jobs. You know, it's, you have to be a flight instructor to be able to get your thousand, to get your 500 hours, to get your thousand, 1500 and 2000. Um, so most people do get their CFI. It also looks good on a resume. Uh, and it's also, I mean, I'm a, massive advocate for being a CFI, being a flight instructor, because you get such great experience um, teaching multiple different people how to fly a helicopter. You know, you've got the the 70 year old Vietnam vet who wants to learn how to fly. And then you've got the 17 year old in high school. And then you've got the stay at home mom who wants to learn how to fly. And then you've got uh, the state police uh, or state police trooper who wants to get in the aviation unit. So being able to adapt your teaching styles. Um, it's a great personal skill, but it's also a great piloting skill because you learn how to teach multiple different people. You have to explain the aerodynamics. You have to explain the helicopter. You have to explain uh, how to do maneuvers to all these different people that receive information differently. So I think it makes you a great, I think it just makes you a better person and a smarter person. Um, and it grows your personal development, but it also makes you a much better pilot. And also it's dangerous which is uh, problematic, but it's also a good thing. Like we all remember, well, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, Laura uh, Trout, her crash a couple of weeks ago, which uh, the helicopter community is still dealing with. It's dangerous. Flight instruction is very dangerous. Things can go wrong very quickly. And with you, and when you have someone unexperienced next to you, uh, if they make the wrong control input, your life could be over in a matter of seconds. But on the contrary, when students make mistakes, you as the flight instructor have to fix it and you get really good at flying the helicopter because you have to understand what the student is doing um, and you correct those things and you can start to anticipate what the helicopter is going to do when a student makes a control input. Like I know every single time um, instinctively that like when a student is coming on approach, they're going to come down into the hover and then they're going to raise collective and I know their nose the nose of the helicopter is going to yaw to the right because they're not going to get enough left pedal. And you just start to understand the helicopter and feel it. And there's such a benefit to seeing someone else fly and seeing how the helicopter reacts. Um, 
you know, like when you're when you're doing it, you're just so when you're flying, you're just so into what's happening and you're just very laser focused when you can kind of step back and just watch someone fly and watch someone and watch how the helicopter reacts, you get a much better understanding of it. So flight instruction is a double edged sword. Um, you kind of have to do it, but there's pros and cons to it. Um, if I had to rate flight instruction as a job, uh, I'd say it's like a C, a C, um, because it's like a 70% because it's important and it's good, but there's a lot of negatives. It's dangerous. The pay is really trash. There's a lot of actual work involved, <clears throat> logbooks, um, documents, um, teaching, uh, personal management, dealing with people's emotions. So it's it's like a C job. I think it's I think it's good and important, but it's like a C. Uh, moving on to ENG, electronic news gathering. This is kind of a this is one that I wanted to do. So like all the traffic reporters, you know, up in the chopper, flying down the highway. Um, or let's say that there's like, I don't know, uh, a big event. Like there's a massive police presence at something um, or like a car accident, something happened. Electronic news gathering is using the helicopter to circle around an event and get news coverage from the sky. Um, now electronic news gathering, I've never done, uh, I'm not an ENG pilot, but that is something that does sound kind of fun. Being a traffic reporter, um, flying the chopper up and down the highway, relatively easy work, uh, I assume. So, uh, but a little bit boring, but I mean, like police chases, that sounds super fun. Not being a, like a police helicopter, like uh, in the law enforcement side, but just being like one of the news choppers following a police chase. That sounds kind of fun. Um, when big events happen, like, I don't know, uh, just whatever big news event that that sounds like a fun job. So, um, and that's, I kind of see electronic news gathering as something that you do in the start of your career. So like your 500 ish to like 2000 hour mark. I, that's kind of where I see ENG fitting in. And for me, ENG is like a B that sounds like a fun job. You know, pay is pretty decent. Um, it's not, it's not great. It's not the top of the scale, but pretty decent, pretty good flying. You're no longer instructing. You're not flying tours, which is in the same route. So it's new and different every day. So ENG is like a solid B like I would, I'd I'd be happy to be an ENG pilot. Uh, the next one is offshore oil rigs, um, and flying in the gas oil rig market. The oil rigs are, uh, once again, a double edged sword. I think it, I think it's better than flight instruction. Um, just going back to that, but the oil rigs, I think it's fun. Uh, it it looks fun, you know, just flying from land out to an oil rig in the middle of the ocean and then bouncing around from oil rig to oil rig and then back, um, transferring people, supplies, uh, things, uh, and just going in between oil rigs. That sounds, you know, that sounds fun. And um, the the problem with it is it seems quite dangerous uh, flying in. So especially like the single pilot stuff and the VFR operations um, just sounds hazardous. You know, you're over open water, weather can deteriorate and then you've got nowhere to go. You know, you got to if let's say like you do take off and the weather seems okay and then the weather drops you're going to have to figure your 
your stuff out while you're doing it, you know, um, either turn around, land if you can, if there's somewhere to land. Um, but then when you get into like the bigger operations, like the, the, the dual pilot stuff and some of the bigger helicopters, like the S 92, the S 76, um, that kind of stuff's much more safe, you know, cause you're really IFR capable. You've got a lot more options. Um, but the biggest problem with oil rigs is you're just far from home. You know, most people don't li- live in the South, live in Louisiana. Um, so like the Panhandle of Florida, you got to go, you got to travel there every two weeks. So most of the schedules are two weeks on two weeks off. So like, if you live in like California or something, you got to travel out to Louisiana every two weeks. Um, and then fly, be away from your family. So it's just kind of a demanding schedule, but I know th- that those jobs can pay well. Um, uh, I-, I know like starting maybe 70,000 ish, um, but then you can bump up into the, the, the low to mid one hundreds pretty quickly. So offshore or oil rigs, I would give like a B. Um, mm, yeah. Like a B, a solid B, like just like an 85%. I think that's, I think it'd be a good job, but, I think it's something I want to do. And, you know, you get a really good experience, all turbine stuff, um, really fun flying. You really get to use your GPS. Um, you get to use your instruments. If you're in like an instrument rated thing, I think it's a great experience, really crazy weather. So yeah, I think in terms of like on your resume and um, just piloting experience, I think it's something that I would want to do. So I, I'd give it a B. All right. Then we have construction jobs. Um, construction is not something that I really want to do, you know? And w- when I say construction, I mean like assembling things together. So like, you know, you've got uh, the Sikorsky sky crane or stuff or like lifting things onto buildings or assembling uh, windmills, um, constructing things or like putting up, how, uh, I don't know. I think it mostly just windmills. I've just seen videos of helicopters lifting windmills onto studs. Um, very precise flying. Uh, very, yeah, it's super precision based, um, long line style. You know, your head's out the window, looking down. Um, very hazardous. You know, you're operating constantly in the high velocity diagram. If your engine fails, it's just a tough position to be in. But I mean, that that's less likely. But, you know, you've got this big, a thing underneath the helicopter. Uh, it's just very hazardous um, and very challenging. You know, the pilots that do that, I give them massive credit. I just, it's, it's just not there for me. I, I, I don't think it seems that fun. Um, and I don't honestly know too much about the ins and outs of helicopter construction, but for me, that's like, <clears throat> that's like a C, C minus. Um, you know, just because I don't know enough about it, I can't give it a D. Um, but it's just like a C, C minus. It's just, I, even if I had the hours, I'm not sure I would apply for a job there. Um, but I'm open to learning more about it. Moving on to tours. Tours uh, and the tour helicopter pilot job, that is something that there's a lot going on there. So there's multiple different categories of it. So you could have like low time tour stuff, which is like uh, Robinson R44 time, probably anywhere from three to 500 hours of experience you can get in there. But um, Florida, South Carolina, the Smoky Mountains, California, 
all of those jobs, like all those locations, you're probably flying the Robinson R44 and relatively quick tours, um, which I I, I personally like tours because I like talking to people. I like showing people what the helicopter feels like and telling them my experience and what the helicopter can do and just because people want to go up and be in the sky. So I like it for that, but relatively boring because you're flying the same route. Um, typically, I mean, maybe there's a couple different routes, but pretty much the same route. Um, but the nice thing about it is you're flying by yourself, you know, um, flight instruction is kind of irritating because you have to fly with, uh, someone else and there's someone else on the controls and you don't really get to fly that much. Once you get into tours, you're the only person flying. And then once you get back into like uh, oil rigs and maybe like a dual pilot situation, you may not be flying. Um, but tours are fun because you get to actually do the flying. And I've done some New York city tours, uh, been down in the city and, and it is fun. Um, a little bit boring, but relatively fun and unproblematic and better than instruction. And then, so that's the low level tour side. And then you've got like some of the higher level tour stuff. So now you're talking about uh, New York again, but in the 407. Um, and then you've got like Hawaii out in the EC-130, um, Blue Hawaiian. You've got Hawaii in the 407 Paradise Helicopters. Um, there, there's a bunch of helicopter operators out in Hawaii in the AS-350. The, then you've got Nevada, um, Papillon uh, up and down the Strip. And then you've got like the Grand Canyon. And then you've got Alaska tours as well. Um, now, all of those places do have like Robinson R44 stuff, but they also do have like a pretty big turbine market. And those jobs are like a thousand hours PIC time. So like Alaska uh, up at Temsco, I'm pretty sure it's like a thousand, maybe 11 or 1200 PIC time. But um, those like flying turbine, but you're in a really intense environment like Alaska, the Grand Canyon, New York City, that stuff sounds fun. Um, you know, it's I, I'm not sure if it's really like a lifetime job, something that you would do for the rest of your career, but you could be comfortable doing tours in New York City for a decade. You could be comfortable doing tours in Alaska for 10 seasons. Um, same thing out in uh, Nevada. Um, so I think tours on those, that thousand hour mark, that sounds fun. That sounds like a good time. That sounds like something I'd want to do. So I'd give that like a B plus I'd give that like an a category, you know, the pay is not great, but you're flying good, cool machines, turbine hours, um, big helicopters in cool areas like New York city and Alaska. That would be super cool. So I'd give that like an a minus, like that's, for a couple seasons like that is that is peak helicopter stuff even though you're flying the same route i, I think i think it's fun just for a couple couple years all right next we've got charter charter operations are, is like what i want to do um this is like flying someone out from from somewhere to somewhere else you know from new york city out to i don't know westchester county or flying people from um Miami to Tampa um, or flying someone from LA to San Francisco, you know, you, they are paying you for your operations. Um, now charter is how Kobe Bryant died. Uh, he was being chartered. He had a personal helicopter. 
but that really doesn't speak much at all about uh, the actual job type that one incident. <clears throat> well, it kind of does because if you're chartering, you're probably dealing with people that have money. You are dealing with people that have high amounts of money and they need to get to where they're going. So there is going to be that inherent pressure to get them to where they're going. You know, that operational pressure, especially if you're dealing with like these high A-list celebrities or business people that have so much money, you know, they're counting on you to get it done and they think you're the right guy. You know, you've got your IFR, you've got your commercial, you're flying this big helicopter. You should be able to do it. And then things can go wrong. But I think, I think charter work is incredibly fun because uh, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty basic flying, you know, straight and level stuff. You're probably on at this point, you're probably on an IFR flight plan unless you're in like a four or seven or something, but like the Sikorsky stuff, like the S 76, um, you're, you're probably on an IFR flight plan, pretty safe flying, pretty stable stuff, not really doing maneuvers, not really landing anywhere crazy. You're probably going airport to airport. So good, safe flying typically. Um, and the pay is pretty good. The pay is probably pretty close to the highest end of the spectrum for helicopter pods, which, um, you know, it's something that it matters to all of us at different levels, but that's something that I want to do. Um, but I think it would also just be fun to interact with uh, high profile people. I think that is, um, I think, I think that's fun, you know, just working at uh, the airport where I work at, I've met some, some celebrities and it, it's just, it's cool. I don't know. I, I, I guess I can't really put it into words. It just sounds like something that's fun to me. And um, there's different types of charter work. So there's like on-demand stuff where um, there's like scheduled charter stuff. So you're like constantly flying these routes, but then there's like on-demand, like personal charter stuff. And that's what really, you know, just being someone's pilot, uh, like really being a private pilot for someone. Um, that sounds like fun. That's like, that sounds like an A list job to me. That's like, that's, that's what I want to do. So charter stuff. Um, next, we've got police slash law enforcement, border patrol, DEA stuff, all of the, the, the law enforcement stuff. That sounds, you know, that sounds good, um, fun stuff. You know, you're doing surveillance, you're doing tracking, um, you're getting up, you're, you're doing the cool stuff. You know, you get to catch bad guys, you get to see uh, things from a perspective that other people don't get to see. So I think law enforcement would be fun. Um, you know, there's a couple operations where you could be just like a civilian pilot working for a police department or for a law enforcement agency, as well as you could be like a sworn officer for that law enforcement agency. If I was going to do it, I think I'd be, I think I'd want to do it like on the law enforcement side and be a sworn officer just because I'm a pilot and a law enforcement officer. I think that's just something that I could do. Um, and I think, I think that'd be fun, but you know, uh, tracking bad guys and doing the police chases and making call outs and, um, flying along the border, uh, looking for people that, that just sounds fun. Um, and making the community a better place. So that is like a, a B, a B job to me. Um, yeah, like a solid B that, that sounds fun. Um, moving on to corporate, uh, corporate flying is, uh, as the name implies, you're just flying for uh, a big company, a corporation and being the private, um, being the pilot for them. Uh, no, there's not, 
I, I honestly don't know. I don't think there's too many corporate helicopter operations. Of course, there's massive corporate jet operations um, where corporations own these jets and you just got to fly them to all their business meetings. There's there's less of that on the helicopter side, but I could see myself doing that. You know, um, pro- pay is probably good. Um, flying is. Pro- there's probably some pressure there to get the job done, um, but I think I think uh, corporate flying would be pretty fun just working for a corporation but not you know maybe that's like a a long-term thing you could sit there for if you're like stabilized with your family and you like the location and the benefits and the pay are good and then you could be there for a while i think uh moving on search and rescue search and rescue is like why a lot of people want to get into helicopters um this is like why helicopters are so special because they can do things that other aircraft can't. They can land in places, they can hover, they can drop someone out and pick them up, you know, off of the boat, off of the cruise ship, um, in the middle of the mountains, you know, um, and with search and rescue, sometimes, uh, the, there's kind of like a a line between like the private stuff versus like the military government stuff, you know, like, um, coast guard search and rescue versus like, um, private search and rescue. There's less of the private side. So it's kind of more of a military thing, but there are definitely some, uh, private search and rescue companies and that flying is cool. You know, you're saving someone's life. It's probably really bad weather conditions. Um, because, or it's in a really technically challenging environment. Um, I think search and rescue is like the epitome of why helicopters are so important and so cool and why people look up to them. And I think search and rescue is like an A class job. That is the peak of helicopter flying, peak of helicopter performance. That is, that's why a lot of people do it. And I think search and rescue is so rewarding. So, um, yeah, I, I give that an A class job. Uh, firefighting. Firefighting is badass dangerous definitely dangerous because you're in an environment with obviously fire you're in an environment with other aircraft you're in an environment with uh rapidly changing conditions wild weather you know the fire creates its own weather um so firefighting seems fun but really good flying you know low level stuff uh water buckets landing and picking up water from a backyard pool or a lake um really fun, challenging, good stick skills. Unlike charter, which is like probably on an IFR flight plan, straight and level, easy flying firefighting is like that backwoods, uh, young kid style type flying. That's really fun. Um, definitely dangerous, but, uh, really rewarding getting to save properties. Um, challenging. I think firefighting is like an A class job as well. That's like, that's cool stuff. Um, then you've got helicopter skiing. Helicopter skiing is badass, you know, taking a bunch of skiers or snowboarders up to the top of a mountain that has never been uh, skied or snowboard before, letting them out and letting them go ski and then uh, watching them as they go down, you know, taking their gear up. Um, heli skiing is super cool. You know, not for not for me, I don't think. Uh, maybe at some point, but I just, for me, that doesn't seem like, mm, it, it's just not something I want to do, but helicopter skiing is like super cool, super fun, easy, relatively easy flying. Um, you know, you're not, you're probably not talking to air traffic control. You're kind of just out there having fun. Sounds like in the back, in the back country, that sounds like a good time. That's like a, that's like a B 
B minus type thing. I really enjoy that. The thought of that um, helicopter logging. Now helicopter logging is, uh, I don't have that much information about it, but from the knowledge that I do have about it, you know, you've got uh, like Christmas trees. Um, there was that, uh, I don't know if you guys follow vertical magazine on their Instagram page, but they posted this really cool video of these bell two Oh sixes, um, moving Christmas trees from where the Christmas tree farm over into a pile, uh, or onto a truck. And that, that sounds really fun. You know, they do the same thing with just trees that have been logged, you know, chopped down and you got to move them. Helicopters are, they're an expensive way to do it, but very efficient way to do it. They can pick up vertically, pick the tree up and move it to where it needs to be done. Um, that's kind of like a utility thing. Uh, maybe could go to the utility category, you know, not for me, not my style, but, uh, I definitely see some benefit to it. And now if I had to rate it, I'd give it like a C that's just like a cool job, but not for me. Um, moving on frost, frost protection, uh, for anyone that doesn't know frost protection is when there are usually in the fall or in the spring, I think mostly in the spring, um, when crops are, uh, starting to bloom um they're coming into their prime and then maybe you get like a really cold night or something um and the crops freeze and what you have to do as the helicopter pilot is fly over them and find where the warm air is and then use your downwash to push warm air on top of the crops and prevent them from freezing and save the crop uh usually happens at night you know um in the early morning hours like 2 a.m. to like 5 a.m. before the sun comes up when it's the coldest part of the night. Uh, very dangerous. You know, you're flying in these fields with wires and trees and crops and um, you have to get real down low. So your downwash gets on top of them. Um, uh, it just sounds hazardous. And that's more of like a kind of a low hour type job. You know, that's like I, I, I see that as like a sub 1000 hour job, you know, probably in a Robinson helicopter um, hazardous back and forth flying over the fields. Uh, pay is probably not great. That is like, that's like a C minus like that job is just something. I mean, maybe I would do it just for the experience, but I wouldn't really uh, not for me uh, moving on to cattle herding um, or Maybe that's what it's called. I don't know. That's just what I wrote down. Cattle herding. But this is really big in uh, Australia. And there's, I don't know what company it is, but they've got like uh, 20 Robinson helicopters, 20 Robinson R22s. And what they'll do is they'll fly around and move these hel- move these cows around uh, by scaring them with the helicopter. Really down low, really insane flying, putting the helicopter in really weird positions. Um it's like cowboying, you know, it's like being on a horse, moving cattle, but in a helicopter, uh, cool flying, really fun, um, dangerous as crap, you know, really down low. You're like probably less than 50 feet moving the helicopter in weird positions. And some of these videos, there was this video, uh, a couple maybe a couple months ago of this guy in a Robinson R22 hurting a cow. And he is just yanking and banking this helicopter. And, some I was reading through some of the comments. I won't share my thoughts, but I was reading through some of the comments and some of them were like, wow, he's a really good pilot. Like, look at how he can move that helicopter. And then also some of the comments were like, that guy's an absolute moron. Like who, 
there's no need to fly like that. Even in, um, I don't know if it's called mustering something like that, but like just cow herding that he, they were saying that it, it was unnecessary for him to fly like that. So I don't know for me. And I, I also don't think it's that big of a thing in, um, America, but for me, that's like a C class job, you know, fun, but very dangerous. Um, moving on to, no, I didn't put this one on the list, but the last one made me think of it, but then you've got like helicopter hog hunting, which is like usually in like a Robinson R44. That's what I've seen. Maybe, maybe some turbine helicopters, but you know, you go out in like Texas or the deep South and hogs are a very invasive species, very problematic. They destroy crops. They really are a problem. And, you know, an effective way to deal with them and a fun way to deal with them is go shooting. You know, it's a very American thing. It's like probably the most American thing I've ever heard of. Um, But, you know, you just go up and shoot these hogs as they're flying around or shoot these hogs as you're flying around. Um, Once again, uh, relatively low level flying. Um, We all know that video about the guy having an engine failure on takeoff for a hog hunt. He handled it well, but I mean, there's some speculation on what happened with that accident, but low level flying kind of hazardous, but you know, you've got people in the back now, instead of just being in a Robinson R22 moving cows around, you've got people with guns in the back. Um, So your flying style is a little bit more safe. You know, I've also seen this be done in a Robinson R22 where you're just the pilot and then the shooter and they go up into it. Sounds like a fun time. I think I'd want to do that. Um, maybe for a season, that's like a B level job to me. That just sounds, just sounds fun and American and kind of cool. Um, moving on to ferry flights, being a ferry pilot, uh, the, a ferry pilot is literally just ferrying helicopters, uh, to and from locations. Um, so if a helicopter needs to get somewhere, you just fly it there. Uh, I don't know if it's a super consistent job. Um, I don't have that much experience, but it seems like fun, easy flying, uh, good time building. That's about it. Um, I, I don't know. That's like a C, C-level job. I don't know that much about it, but it seems like fine. Uh, next, you've got photo flights. Um, this is where you go up and you take photographers up. Um, you know, photo flights are no different to me than uh, tour flights because people are taking pictures on uh, tours anyway. So you're pretty much just giving a tour just so the photographer can see what he wants to see and get pictures of. So fun, easy flying. Um, you're only really going to do it when the weather's good. So relatively safe. Um, you've got no one messing with your controls. I don't know. Photo flights seem fun. Those are That's definitely a sub 1000 hour type job. Uh, I don't think too many people are doing that when they have thousands of hours, but photo flights, eh, like a C level job, just like basic entry level job. Pretty, pretty fine job. All right. Then you've got the, probably the biggest uh, one, the EMS pilot and medevac pilot. This is like the big kahuna job. Um, You're flying really cool helicopters, flying really cool missions. You are saving lives. You're landing on highways. You're landing on top of hospitals. You're fighting to get someone you're fighting with someone's life in the back. Um, this is like the peak, 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 peak of what I think helicopters are capable of um, and why they are so great. EMS pilots and medevac pilots, um, that's something I want to do. You know, kind of dangerous and the flying in sometimes dangerous weather conditions. Uh, you know, but they they have the option to say no and... Um, because I'm not in the industry, 
I don't know this for sure, but from what I've heard and anyone can correct me that if there is a flight where uh, I don't think the pilot knows about the patient before they make the decision. So let's say that there, a call comes in and this, this patient needs to go from this location to another location. The pilot does not know about the age, gender, or what happened to the person or why they need to be moved. And I think that's really important because if there's like a five-year-old that uh, it's dying or something like a five-year-old boy got hit on, hit a tree while he was on a motorcycle or something that may affect the pilot more because maybe the pilot has like a five-year-old son and he just feels the, the emotions and he forces that flight to happen. So um, I think the pilot doesn't know about it before he makes the weather decision. And then maybe he finds out at that point. But um, I think sometimes uh, EMS pilots fly in bad weather conditions and fly at night and especially like single pilot at night uh, over really dark areas, like over forests and over water. Um, it just can be hazardous, but I think it's worth it. And there's ways to make it safer, especially with NVG and all the automation with inside the helicopters. So I think it can be done safely. EMS is like the A plus job. Um, it's something I think it's what a lot of people see as the peak of their career. And it's something that I want to do. So I, th- I think that is like the, the best of the best. Um, and then you've got, uh, we've only got three more. Then you've got game capture. Game capture is uh, pretty cool. So this is when you are up in the helicopter and you're taking like scientists or biologists or whatever in the back and you're going out and finding animals. Um because helicopters are a great resource to be able to see things from the sky. You can go out and uh, maybe there's like a tranquilizer and you get down low by the animal, you shoot the animal with the tranquilizer and then the bio- biologist can get out of the helicopter and then you can go, um, they can go serve the animal, do whatever work they need to do. Um, I think that's cool. Uh, I've seen a lot of this stuff in like Africa with like the elephants and stuff. That sounds really fun, you know, um, saving animals or protecting animals or just helping them out um, and using the helicopter as a resource to help uh, things that can't help themselves. So I think um, game capture or or working with animals and using helicopters to do that um, or even I mean, I've even seen them like throw a deer in the back of a helicopter or throw an animal in the back of the helicopter and take it to a medical center to be treated and then put it back on to uh, back into the land. So I think that sounds great. Um, that is like a B-level job. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if I would want to do that forever, but that's like a B-level job. OK, uh, then you've got a survey pilot. A survey pilot is where they go up and take pictures of the land. They map the land. Um boring flying uh you're only going to be flying in pretty decent weather conditions um uh boring this is like a sub 1500 probably um doesn't easy flying it's good hour building you know maybe the pay is decent but it just doesn't do anything for me so that's like a sea level drop i the last one is crop dusting crop dusting is Um, some people love it. Some people that do crop dusting absolutely love it. You know, you're in the fields, uh, just you by yourself, probably listening to music, spraying, whatever you're spraying, like pesticides on these crops. 
and just flying around low level, doing those crop dusting turns, you know, flying low over the field, pulling back, climbing, kicking the pedal, uh, turning the helicopter, coming back down and getting another one. Uh, dangerous flying, you know, your low level power lines, um, you're yanking and banking the helicopter, but fun stuff. That's, you know, those are, I think that's about a thousand hour plus mark. Um, but that sounds fun, but dangerous. You know, I just, I'm not that cowboy pilot. I just, it's just not for me, but I, I've got some friends, uh, that definitely that's right up their alley. But for me, that's like a, it's like a C plus B minus type job. I think that'd be fun. But ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the list. Uh, the reason I did that, like I said at the start of this episode, was just because I, I kind of wanted to have fun today. I just wanted to go through and rank all the helicopter jobs that I know exist. If I miss some, uh, let me know. Um, you can shoot me a message and uh, we'll chat about those. But that's like a pretty good list of the things that helicopters can do. And I kind of just gave you my perspective on them. Um, I'd be really interested to know what you guys think about what I said about those jobs and what your thoughts are on those jobs. And uh, I'm sure we would have different rankings on this list, but um, I am on vacation. I am enjoying it to the max, uh, but still got YouTube videos out. This podcast is going to keep coming out every Monday, Um, but we'll wrap it up there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Chopper Talk and I will see you next Monday. Take care.